Convicted and Convinced, a message from God's Word for you. And now, here's Dr. Dan Gerard. Our theme for this sermon series is focusing on how we can be people of excellence. Second Peter chapter 1, verses 5 through 7, records what I call the biblical edition formula that is essential if indeed we are going to be people of excellence. And beside this, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, and to virtue knowledge, and to knowledge temperance, and to temperance patience, and to patience godliness, and to godliness brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness charity. Did you notice the word add in verse 5? These verses indeed provide a biblical additional formula, and verse 5 establishes the basis for this biblical addition formula. People of excellence are people of faith. And so the basis for this biblical addition formula is faith. Let's read again the A part of verse 5. And beside this, giving all diligence, underscore, add to your faith. This faith, as verse 1 states, has been freely given to you and has been given to me. The Bible is plain to instruct that God has given to all of us a measure of faith. There are some subjects in the Bible that have more relevance for one time setting than other time settings. A prophecy, for instance. But the subject of faith is one that never changes. It never varies in relevance regardless of time or regardless of circumstances. And the Lord Jesus Christ was direct in communicating to that generation and to our generation, and Bible writers would also emphasize the need for you and for me to have faith in God. Mark chapter 11 and verse 22, and Jesus answering said unto them, have faith in God. There's no way that we can deal with the entirety of the subject of faith in this session today, but there are some fundamental aspects of faith that we must understand, we must accept, and we must practice if we are indeed going to be people of excellence. If we're not going to be people who are barren, if we're not going to be people who are unfruitful, if we're not going to be people who are blind, if we're not going to be people of, that fall, we must be people of faith. There's a passage by one of my favorite writers that it would do us well to read often in this regard. It's found in a work titled, Faith in Works, page 78, quote, Now, brethren, 
You have educated yourself in, in so much in doubts and questionings that you have to educate your souls in the line of faith. You have to talk faith. You have to live faith. You have to act faith that you may have an increase of faith. Exercising that living faith, you will grow to strong men and women in Christ. Is there anyone beside me that wants to grow into a strong individual in Jesus Christ? We all do, don't we? This is a powerful passage. Would you allow me to read it again? Now, brethren, you have educated yourself so much in doubts and questionings that you have to educate your souls in the line of faith. You have to talk faith. You have to live faith. You have to act faith that you may have an increase of faith. Exercising that living faith, you will grow to strong men and women in Christ Jesus. God has given to all of us a measure of faith, but it is God's will, and it is God's will for you, and it is God's will for me that we grow in grace. One of the requests that the disciples made to Jesus on one occasion was a very short request, but it was an important request. They said to Jesus, increase our faith. And as you and I become involved in this biblical addition formula, our faith can indeed increase. I want us to look at some of the fundamental aspects of faith so that we can better understand and accept and practice so that we can be people of excellence. First of all, Faith is the element that brings us into a saving relationship with God. I'm about to make a statement that I hope you will understand, and I believe you will. Church membership will not save us. Church membership is important. I believe in church membership. That's why I am a member of this local church. But church membership will not save us. A church may associate us outwardly with the family of God, but church membership will not assure us of a passport to heaven. There are many scriptures that we could look at, but I want you to notice just two. Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 8, by grace are you saved? How are we saved? For by grace are you saved, underscore, through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is a gift of God. Romans chapter 5 and verse 1, therefore, underscore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So it is faith that brings us into a saving relationship with our Heavenly Father. Number two, 
Faith is the foundation that sustains us, and faith is also the fundamental that energizes us. Romans chapter 1 and verse 17 is a passage of Scripture that God's sweet Holy Spirit used through Martin Luther to help bring about the Reformation that gave birth to the Protestant movement. The just shall underscore live by faith. Now, don't raise your hands, don't nod your heads, but are you just to the righteousness of Jesus Christ? If you are just to the righteousness of Jesus Christ in faith, and I am as well, the Bible says we should be living by faith. You see, the Christian life is to be energized by faith. The Christian life must be lived by faith. Third, faith enables us to please God. Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 6, but without faith, it is impossible to please God. Now, we all want to please God, don't we? And the Bible is very plain to instruct you and, and to instruct me that the way we please Heavenly Father and allow Heavenly Father to smile in our behalf and as we have faith in Him. Number four. Faith is accepting something as true even though we cannot see it with the physical eye. Hebrews chapter 11, beginning in verse 1. Now, faith is the substance of things so far, the evidence of things not seen. Through faith, we understand that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. Now, I must confess to you, I do not understand all I would like to know about that. But by faith, you and I accept it. Even though we can't see it with our physical eye, by faith, we know this verse, this passage is true. Number five. Faith must be a vital part of our motives. In Romans chapter 14, Paul has just finished talking about eating and drinking certain things and not eating and drinking certain things. Let's read Romans 14 and verse 23, and I want you to underscore the closing words of this verse. And he that doubteth is damned if he eat, because he eateth not of faith. And underscore, for whatsoever is not of faith is sin. Now, many times we ask the question, what is the definition of sin? And we readily response that sin is the transgression of what? Of the law. But my brothers and sisters, how often do we respond with this passage? My Bible says, whatever is not of faith is sin. You see, because faith is so necessary for our life, 
and for our living, it must be vital part of our motives. Faith must be a vital part of why we do certain things. Faith must be a vital part of why we say certain things. Faith must be a vital part of why we refrain from doing certain things. Faith must be a vital part of why we refrain from saying certain things. You see, whatever we do, whatever we say must be anchored in faith. Because if faith is not operating as a vital part of our motives, we are setting ourselves up for failure. Whatsoever is not of faith is sin. Six, faith that is anchored in the previous five elements we've just looked at always results in action. The Bible says that by faith, Noah built the ark. A boat had never been built before. It had never rained. But faith was the impetus that caused Noah to be active. The Bible says that by faith, Moses served God. And he served his people. And on and on and on the list goes. Faith always serves through action. And faith serves through action even though the task may seem to be impossible. Because faith in God makes impossibilities seem attainable. May I repeat that? Faith serves through action, even though the task seems impossible, because faith in God makes impossibilities look attainable. Let me give an illustration. Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 30, by faith, the walls of Jericho fell down. After, they were compassed about seven days. You see, their faith became active, and because of the activity of their faith, the impossible seemed, and not only seemed, it became attainable. Now, to the natural mind, the falling of those walls would be an impossibility. The walls around about Jericho were double. There was 15 feet in between the two walls. The outside wall was about six feet thick. The inner wall was about 12 feet thick. And these two walls that circled Jericho was about 30 feet high. To the natural eye, that was impossible. But faith transformed the impossibility 
into certainty. My friends, faith in God will bring to the believing soul the presence and power of God. And this is what you need in your life, and it's what I need in my life. It's what is needed in every single Christian church, the presence and power of God. Why? Because this kind of faith will bring terror to the enemy of God, and it will bring triumph to God's people, because faith in God makes impossibilities look attainable. I want us to take one final observation in the study today. Number seven, faith can also be a body of belief. I want us to look at three passages that illustrate this. First of all, in Acts chapter 6 and verse 17, and the Word of God increased. And the number of the disciples multiplied in Jerusalem greatly, and a great company of the priests were, underscore, obedient to the faith. They were obedient to a body of beliefs. Second passage, Acts chapter 16, verse 5, and so were, underscore, the churches establishing the faith and increased in number daily. They were obedient to a body of beliefs. And then in Romans chapter 1 and verse 5, by whom, speaking of Jesus, we have received grace and apostleship for underscore obedience to the faith among all nations for His name. They were obedient to a body of beliefs. In conclusion to the study, I'm going to make a statement that I hope you will understand. As important, as fundamental and foundational as faith is, faith is not enough. If you and I want to grow in grace and become people of excellence. May I repeat that? As important, as foundational, and fundamental as faith is, faith is not enough if we want to grow in grace and indeed be people of excellence. There are many passages that I could cite to illustrate this principle, but I just want us to look at two. 1 Corinthians chapter 13 in verse 2. Paul is writing to the church at Corinth, and God is saying to the church in these last days, though I have how much faith? One more time, how much faith? One more time, how much faith? Though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains and have not charity, I am nothing. Wow. If you and I have all faith so that mountains would move when we speak to them, but if there are not other elements in operation in addition to that faith, God's Word says we are nothing. 
You see, there is a biblical addition formula. Faith is the foundation and fundamental, but there must be other elements also present. And so again, I repeat, as important, as foundational and fundamental as faith is, faith is not enough. If you and I are going to grow in grace and be people of excellence. Question. If you desire to build a house, is just the foundation enough for it to be a house? Now, a foundation is essential. You agree with me? A foundation is expedient. It's important to have a solid foundation. But my brothers and sisters, the foundation is not alone the house. In order for it to be a house, there must be additions to that foundation. There needs to be walls, there needs to be a roof, and other elements. Second passage, James chapter 2, verses 17 through 20, and then we're going to drop down to verse 26. Even so, faith, if it hath not works, is dead being alone. But wilt thou know, O vain man, that faith without works is dead? Now, that is a question that was asked to that generation, and it's a question our generation should be asking today. It's a question I should be asking myself. It's a question you should be asking yourself. Wilt thou know, O vain Danny Gerard? And you can put your name there. Wilt thou know that faith without works is dead? For as the body without the spirit or the breath is dead, so faith without works is dead also. Wow. And so again, I repeat, as important, as foundational and, and uh, fundamental as faith is, faith is not enough. If you and I want to grow in grace and indeed be people of excellence. Faith is the beginning, but faith is not the end. And so, if we want to be people of excellence, we must allow the biblical addition formula in 2 Peter chapter 1 to be a reality in our lives and in our livings. We must add to our faith. And that's what we're going to be looking at and exploring in the sessions to come in the sermon series. Dr. Dan Gerard is the pastor of University Parkway Seventh-day Adventist Church in Pensacola, Florida. Our weekly podcasts are recorded every Saturday morning. Bible study begins at 9.30. The sermon begins at 11. You are invited to join us. We live stream the 11 o'clock service. You can catch that broadcast at our website, 
universitypkwy.org or at Livestream. A library of previous messages is available on our YouTube channel and on our website. Thank you for listening.